welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me via Zoom is Mike Sauter and our special guest, former Nebraska linebacker, Lincoln native, Luke Gifford. Thanks for joining us today, Luke. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Lincoln Southeast star, multi-sport star, Luke Gifford. Uh, I don't know about all that. We'll, uh, we'll go with multi-sport, no star. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke is now a linebacker with the Dallas Cowboys. Spent year one there as an undrafted free agent. What was the biggest thing you learned transitioning from Nebraska to the Cowboys? Man, uh, there's a lot. You know, the first year is – it's a marathon just with uh, pro day and, and all the training and stuff. And then it's just a really long year, you know, but I think the biggest part was um, just picking up the playbook, you know, cause they, they kind of just toss you into the fire and it's like, you're either going to pick it up or you're not. Um, so you get some reps here and there, but you're for the most part, you're behind, you know, all the vets and the older guys and you kind of just got to ear hustle, um, you know, when they're asking questions and stuff in meetings and, and, playing getting their reps you got to take reps with them so I think that was the hardest part was just uh, figuring out ways to get more reps through like just watching them and listening to them and the things that they do and say Um, because if you don't do that then there's no way no way you can catch up and and get to the point where you're actually out there just flying around and having fun so do you think do you think the injury you had it kind of set you back a little bit as far as that's concerned yeah for sure Um, honestly I felt like I was in a position to get some playing time there. Um, you know, if I kept playing the same way I was playing in preseason, um, I think I probably would have been a rotational guy. Um, so that, yeah, that really set me back, especially, you know, like I was talking about the playbook, when you go six to seven weeks without any reps, um, it's almost like it's not relearning it, but there's so many like weekly adjustments and stuff like that, that you don't really get to actually partake in, you know, you sit in meetings and you understand what's going on, but when you don't get reps at it, um, it's hard. So it took me a little bit to get back into it. And, you know, by the time I was at that point, it was pretty late in the season. And then I, and then I broke my arm actually, right when I was getting ready to, to play again. So it was frustrating from that standpoint, but I'm pretty, pretty happy with where I was at. And speaking of catch up time, pro days, this is a really important time for people in your situation, undrafted late round prospects for the NFL draft that now like you're doing are having to do you know, workouts, not able to meet with teams, not able to go to a lot of teams' top 30 events. What are these players missing out on, and how can they get caught up? Yeah, it's, you know, it's really hard. I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have to go through it. I feel bad for those guys, you know, because you put a lot of work in um, just to get that opportunity at Pro Day. You know, I think the biggest thing is um, at the end of the day, you know, if you have some good film and you put stuff on film the last four years, then um, they have something to fall back on. You know, it's the guys that, that didn't necessarily, um, for whatever reason, you know, could be injuries or just a situation they're in, um, didn't really get that opportunity. It's those guys that it really hurts. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, I think the biggest thing is you just got to stay ready because at the end of the day, you know, the draft is already kind of a crapshoot, and especially at the, the later rounds. Um, so you never really know what can happen. But even this year, especially, you know, with the way that the pro days have gone, I think it's going to be more so. You'll see guys and teams taking reaches for guys that you might not know as much about. Um, so I think it's it's really you just got to stay positive, and then when you get your opportunity, you know, you get in a mini camp or training camp or 
whatever it may be, if we even have an OTA or mini camp. Um, just when you get your chance, you're going to have to take advantage of it for sure. Just sticking, sticking with the draft, is, do you feel like it was a better situation for you to go undrafted rather than be a sixth, seventh round pick because then you could kind of pick where you wanted to go? Yeah, honestly, um, no doubt. I think, you know, I was obviously hoping to get drafted there um, fifth, sixth round, like early sixth. I thought I had a chance. Um, there's a couple teams that, you know, draft day is just crazy. Your phone's just lighting up, and you never really know what's going to happen. And then some teams are calling because um, they want you as a free agent, but then there's, you know, linebacker coaches texting you telling you that, hey, I'm really lobbying for you here. Like, we'll see what happens. But so it's just kind of a whirlwind. But I remember um, for me, like, late sixth, seventh round, I was actually hoping that I wasn't getting drafted by someone other than the Cowboys because – I knew that Dallas was probably one of the best situations for me, um, given what I had, the conversations I had had with the linebacker coach and the other coaches there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like it would be awesome to be drafted at that point. But um, for me, it probably couldn't have worked out any better just because Dallas was an ideal situation. So, What are your goals for year two with the Cowboys? You know, I think um, I'm always going to have to have a huge impact on special teams. That's where I'll make my money. and then. You know, is we got we got three really good starting linebackers. You know, um, Jalen Smith, Layden Van Der Esch, and Sean Lee. Those guys are pros. You know, they're they're the best at what they do. So, you know, for me, it's just being ready. Uh, when I get my opportunity, I got to take advantage of it. That's what it's all about. You know, it's a long season. People go down. Um, so just staying ready, and I just want to be healthy. You know, have a full healthy year, make an impact on special teams, and then when my numbers call, be able to go out there and help the defense in whatever way I can. So you're like the linebacking Don Beebe. Remember him? Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. Is, hey, real quick, just touch on the draft again, too. Is, does it, did it kind of remind you when it, late Saturday, you know, when it's sixth, seventh round, and you're thinking, don't draft me, don't draft me. Right. Is it, and then, but your phone's still ringing. Is it kind of like a recruiting process? Did that take you back to when you're being recruited in high school? Yeah, for sure. But it's like all condensed into one day. You know what? Right. Like you talk to teams before the draft and um, most of the teams you talk to before the draft are teams that know that they're probably not going to draft you and they're kind of trying to put their two cents in for free agency. Mm -hmm. um, so it was the teams that I didn't hear from that I was more worried about because I had gone on a couple of pre-draft visits and usually if you go on a pre-draft and then you don't hear anything from them, it's usually probably pretty good. Like, they're thinking about it, you know. And so that was kind of what I was thinking. I hadn't heard from the, the Saints or the Vikings, and they both had a, a few picks in the seventh round. And so I was like, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought I could go at any time. But I had already really um, pretty much set my mind on Dallas. So, And then, you know, you got other people that are coming in late. And literally, as soon as the draft is over, it's like your phone just starts blowing up. Mm -hmm. And on top of the teams that were previously in it, you know, teams were calling you on early Saturday morning and trying to get their two cents in. But yeah, it's a crazy experience, man. It's, it's nuts. And now you're, you're in Lincoln during the off season training with Chris Slap. Yep. Yep. I've been back in Lincoln. Uh, I came back a couple weeks into January. So I've been training with Slat here for the last couple of months. Uh, and I saw a few former Huskers have been joining you doing that as well. How, how's that been helping you guys? during this dead period? Yeah, it's been huge. Um, you know, we got 
few guys over there, Nate and Nate Gary, and then Seathan. Um, they both came back to train with Slat, and then Bando's over there, um, Gerald Foster, B. Riley, all those guys. So it's been huge to have him around. Um, I mean, it's and it's really nice to work out with other guys that are at the same point. You know, it's our workouts are always competitive. We're always getting after it, and we're all good friends. You know, so it's nice to have those guys around. It's been it's been a good little escape, you know, from everything going on. We can go over there and, and kind of just focus on something else for a while. What is the NFL or Cowboys? Has there been any communication of what they want you guys to be doing, staying healthy during this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've um, we've had a lot of communication with our strength staff. Uh, right now, it's kind of we're kind of just planning for the worst, you know, not being able to do OTAs or mini camp. So they've sent us like kind of a two month workout plan that they want us to be on top of. And then, you know, I guess if we get good news and we can come back earlier, then we'll um, take that on when it comes. But right now we're kind of just planning on that. And I think we're actually going to start doing virtual meetings here sometime next week because I was supposed to be back um, April 6th because we got a new coach. We can come back earlier. Um, so we're, I think we're going to start doing meetings and stuff online next week. So yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, but um, we're just going to, kind of have to make the most of it i wonder i wonder what that's going to be like is it going to be like hey i'm standing in front of a board and here's these players yeah. <laughs> honestly it probably will be which you know i'm i'm glad that like this is these are the times where i'm glad that i've had so much experience and had so mm-hmm. many different coaches um just from like the verbiage and the different ways of teaching things so that'll help me out a lot but it's it's never easy to just look at a board and like understand something, you know, it's, you got to get some reps. So if, if we don't end up having OTAs or mini camp, it'll definitely be, it'll be tough to just go into training camp and pick up a whole new system. What's your, what's your take on, on I know there's the, the NFL draft's going to happen. Uh, as, I guess uh, the date is going to happen as planned, not, you know, people. Right. So it's going to be kind of like when the draft first was a thing, when, like they just called and there was your pick and there isn't a green room or anything. What's your take on that? Is, do you think it should happen or do you think they should wait? You know, honestly, the way I see it is like, I think from like the experience standpoint for those guys that are going to be first, second round draft picks to get invited to the draft. That's, that's a once in a lifetime deal. But at the same time, um, you've been waiting for this for so long. I remember just being so anxious to get it over with. Mm-hmm. at this point in time that it's kind of like you know if you're not going to get your if you're a guy that hasn't had a pro day and you're not going to get your opportunity for a pro day like prolonging it is almost just worse you know so if there's a way to do it and get it done that's safe and can be on tv and everybody can you know um get the same experience or the experience that the most experience out of it that you can um then then yeah i'm for it it's just it's a hard situation but no one wants to keep waiting i know that especially the guys have been training really in in that situation this is just not a necessarily a question but i mean you're talking about guys in the green room is maybe 45 out of seven rounds it's, it's right not, not so there's many. not very many guys that really even get that experience so right. at the end of the day it's like you know it's not a whole lot different than those those 40 guys the four-hour first round is a made-for-TV event, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Hey, no I'm all in. Let's go. Like, let's have it tomorrow. I, yeah, you know, dude, I need something to watch. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so what advice would you have for someone like your brother um, 
Isaac Gifford, who is starting his first spring at Nebraska, going into learning a new system and learning a new college campus, or maybe not even on campus yet, what advice would you have for someone in a recruiting situation? Yeah, um, it's it's just such a unique situation. You know, I think at the end of the day, you're so young, you got a lot of time. Um, you know, it's like he's they've been doing they I think they're going to start doing meetings and stuff if they can um, just virtual stuff. I don't really know how that works, but if they can do those things, that's great. Um, I know for him, you know, he had that shoulder surgery, so he was going to miss spring ball anyways. Um, so for him, it's probably not quite as big of a deal as it is for some of those other guys that came in early. Um, because those reps just mean so much, you know, I mean, if you're going to come in early, the whole idea is that you get those reps and understand the defense. So that when you come into training camp or fall camp, you're ready to roll, you know? Um, so that's hard, but for the guys at home, you know, I don't think it really changes too much at the end of the day, you're going to have to come in in the summer and work your tail off and, and learn the defense faster than everyone else to be able to play anyways. Um, so I think it kind of just depends on whether or not you're an early enrollee or, or you're going this summer, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. And it's frustrating for the guys who got there already. So you're talking about spring kind of leading into fall to help you get them ready. What are teams going over during those spring practices? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is like, I know a lot of, a lot of teams will install new stuff, kind of play around with some stuff to see if they like it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what they're doing in Nebraska. I haven't talked to Isaac about it that much, but um, I know for the young guys, like that was one of the biggest jumps I made was in spring ball. I think it was going into my junior year. Um, I made my biggest jump and that was really probably one of the biggest reasons why I played and, and had a pretty good junior year until I got, had my surgery, hip surgery um, was because I played well in spring ball. It kind of clicked for me finally. And then I got the opportunity to take it, take the momentum over into to fall camp and that was the rest is kind of history you know but so that's a lot that happens for a lot of guys is is you finally get a bunch of reps in spring ball and then it clicks for you and, and you kind of take off a little bit what's what's your personal read do you think that college football and nfl will start on time i don't know um it's hard to say i sure hope it does um i guess it probably wouldn't really surprise me if like there were no fans or there was some, they did something to have the games, but it just wasn't what we're used to, you know? So, man, I really hope, I really hope there's fans and everything goes on as normal, but it's hard to say right now. I think it's probably just a little too far out to make that, make that decision or know what's coming. Well, Luke, I want to thank you again for joining us today. Um, I hopefully this is the first of many off-season interviews that we're able to do with some former Huskers, some former Nebraska high school athletes. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Um, good luck this season with the Cowboys. And until next time, thanks for listening. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111.